We're in Seattle, Emerald City Comic Con. We're here to talk about some trending comic books and we got the whole crew. Let's get into it. Another week, another list, trending comic books. And you know we got our Overstreet Price Guide advisor. Like, subscribe. We've been doing this every single week for four years, and we are here at Emerald City Comic Con. There's actually a couple books on this list that just came out this week, too. I found that pretty interesting, so let's get started. We're going to start off with number 10, which is Frank Miller Presents. Number one, it's an ash can from a new comic book publishing company by Frank Miller and Dan DiDio. They teamed up, started an independent company where they're going to be writing some old stories and some new ones, investing in the next generation. This ash can is going for $15 average right now, and it was a surprise in our shipment this week. We got five copies, and they were all priced at $1, but they are definitely not selling for that price now. As far as we know, every shop across the country got five copies of this, so there's probably about a 12,000 print run on this book. This is some bad idea kind of decision making here, telling the LCS owners a surprise is on its way, but you have to price it at $1, trying to preserve the collectible. I dig it. It actually, Tom, reminds me of the Whatnot Publishing debut ash can that we actually covered back in Denver. Yeah, that's right. The Whatnot Ash Can previewing the first four comics from Whatnot Publishing. They have an Emerald City Comic Con exclusive that just came out right here. Put a space needle on it and I need it. (laughs) That's that's how you get me. Well, I'm excited because not only is Frank Miller back in action, we are getting a retelling of the Ronin story, one of his independent runs in this Ashcan, short 10-pager, but we also get a sequel or prequel to the Ronin, a sampler, and they're going all out. There's like 18 pages of that one. Frank Miller had this to say, This is a celebration of craft and comics and my way to continue contributing to the industry I love. Everything about this ash can, from the style of stories to the look and feel of the book, says comics to me. If you want to keep up with this rapidly moving marketplace, the news travels fast. Utilize CoTom 101 on the best comic app in existence. It's going to teach you about funny books, but it's going to give you access to a wealth of knowledge. Catalog your comic books. Get suggested pricing support the show and so much more. This list of 10 books that we cover every week are picked by us but is sourced from a larger list of 20. So now we're at number nine on the list and it looks like She-Hulk stuff is starting to pop off in the list. We've got Power Man and Iron Fist issue number 58 from 1979. Now this book has been going for $8 average sales but because it is the first appearance of El Aguila, the eagle, we saw him in the She-Hulk trailer. He's in the new show. This book is average sales, but a 9.8 went for $94 two weeks ago, and this last week went for $350. It's a 900% increase in copies sold. Now, She-Hulk dropped this week. Can't wait to watch it. And the teaser trailer not only gave us a hint that we're going to see the Eagle, the Marvel Comics version of Zorro, we're going to see the Porcupine. Looks like a mortal man's coming, comic fam. <laughs> Guys, we even saw Man Bull did not see that one coming. Going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the show, because in the comics, this guy can, he's a mutant, first of all. I feel like that's important to mention. Mm-hmm. And he also, he can generate electricity from within his body, but he can discharge it via a metal object. He, he likes to use his sword. He wields a double-edged sword, two and a half pounds, 36 inches long, almost like the Dragon Slayer. Moving on to number eight on the list, we have another Disney ride comic book to discuss. Yo, these Disney ride adaptations keep spiking because a lot of them get made into movies, and this is selling for $8 average sales. And 
if you read the comic, it's going to give you some optimism about the movie. I think it's going to be a hit. Yeah, it sounds like this could be like a fun railroad kind of old west train heist robbery story. The the bones are here for a for a cool movie potentially. I'm a little pessimistic. I think Disney keeps trying to make movies based off their rides, and I think Pirates of the Caribbean is the only one that has really worked. There's only seven 9.8s on the census. Yes, and we haven't seen a sale of a 9.8 since 2017, so if one hits the market, it's probably going to go crazy. Directors from the Hawkeye series got attached this past week. The book is up 1,100% in copies sold. They did a few episodes, and the book's pretty affordable. Yeah, and like Ryan mentioned, we just got done talking about Haunted Mansion 1. The reboot is confirmed and pushing that book up as well. Back in 2015, when Disney bought Marvel, we saw a bunch of these books happening. The Haunted Mansion, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Enchanted Tiki Room. But another thing we saw was the Star Wars book, leading us to number seven. Star Wars number 26, brand new this week, $15 out the gate on a ridiculous number of first appearances. Yo, this is a gorgeous Luke Skywalker cover that blue pops, and the members are after it for another reason. And our friend north of the border, Jim Comics, brought this to everyone's attention by giving a massive list of every single person showing up. The most important ones, we think, are the nephew and niece-in-law of Kira, Han Solo's love interest from the Solo movie. Who was famously played by Amelia Clark in the sure. solo film. Moving on to number six on the list, back again. This was on the list like so many weeks in a row, about a year ago. Amazing Fantasy Issue 1, the first appearance of Aranya. This book came out in 2004. It's uh, selling for $40 on average, and a 9.8 just sold for $200. I love this spec, because it's a double spec. $200 for a 9.8 for someone who may be on the screen. I think that's affordable in my book. And not only that, this increase in copies sold of 138% is justified, because not only is there Madam Web spec, there's Into the Spider-Verse spec. That's right. The casting of Isabel Merced has collectors assuming she may play Aranya. This feels like I am flashing back to the heyday of Wizards magazine, guys. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. 1995 <laughs> all over again. Number five on the list, New Mutants number 87, the first appearance of Cable. 1990, one of the most repeat offenders on the classic top 10 seeing $175 average sales yes nine eights have hit $780 this year but there was a recent sale of $575 there was a low this year of $420 a classic book that is probably spiking due to Deadpool 3 hype when Deadpool 3 is going to happen when we're going to hear any real news outside of production just beginning yet to be seen hopefully D23 yeah, everybody was expecting a Deadpool 3 announcement during San Diego Comic-Con. We didn't get it, which leaves more room for speculation. Everybody wants to know if Josh Brolin is going to reprise his role. And Ryan Reynolds actually just shared a photo on his Instagram. He's starting to work out with his trainer again and bulk back up. Mm -hmm. Production's about to get going on Deadpool 3, so we're probably going to get a lot more news breaking here pretty soon. An increase of 130%. There was also some recent news about the person who almost took on the job as Cable, but... Decided not to take the role. Yeah, this is Michael Shannon. Uh, probably Played best Zod. Known, best known in our community. Yeah, General Zod. I like him in Boardwalk Empire myself. But yeah, Michael Shannon was almost cable. I prefer Josh Brolin. But that news broke this week too. I think reminding individuals that this is a character in the MCU and he's going to come back. I love Josh Brolin, but can we see him playing two different roles in the MCU? Let us know in the comment section down below, comic fam. That's right.
He was Thanos. He was Cable. Sounds like trouble. Let me know in the comment section below. It'll answer you to win our 55,000 subscriber giveaway. Omni-Man on Invincible number one by the great Tyler Kirkham. Next at the list at number four. More She-Hulk spec about to pay off. Number four on the list is pretty interesting. I was very surprised to see this one. Uh, it's not Secret Wars 1 or Secret Wars 8. Uh, this is Secret Wars number seven. It's a double key, too. <laughs> double spec, indeed. We have She-Hulk dropping this week, but also Madam Web spiking another Spider-Verse comic book. Yeah, this is the first appearance of the second Spider-Woman, and it's also the first battle between She-Hulk and Titania. $20 average sales. We have 9.8s going for $310 and only one 9.9 on the census. This book's been hitting around $200 earlier this month. If members are patient, they'll probably be able to save a little bit of money. But again, low buy-in. If a book is right around two to 300 bucks and the character's on the screen, I feel like that's where it's going to hover at that 9.8 price. Rumors that she's going to appear in Madam Web are causing this to spike 272% this week. An announcement dropped this week during the She-Hulk premiere. Sounds like a perfect storm to me. Speaking of perfect storms, number three on the list, we have Sandman special. Number one, we didn't get this character in season one. It's one of the endless. It's destruction. This right here is going for $8 average sales, $90 for a 9.8 season two spec has already begun. So we're seeing increases of 780% in copies sold week over week, and it's one of the first glow-in-the-dark covers. For those of you counting at home, this is number three on the list, and it is the third glow-in-the-dark cover after Ghost Rider number 15 and Cyber Rad number five. Yeah, like in 1991. Yeah. You know, before variant covers, you know, and before Brian Polito and, you know, the Swarm <laughs> changed the variant cover game. This was one of the very first. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy what we do, you can hit the link in the description, go to comictom101.com and join the September mystery mail call. Russ, I think we've made our best cover to date. What do you think? This is absolutely insane. Invincible number one, John Boy Myers wrap around cover four different variants going out randomly to the mystery mail call this month. That's right. One per box. John Boy Myers, amazing, amazing cover. A reprint of Invincible number one. The foils are a low print, 120 copies. And I got two other exclusives we're going to be dropping this month. I digress at the list at number two. We have to talk about Web of Spider-Man 118 again. Sticking with the 90s, the first appearance of Ben Riley as the Scarlet Spider, and we've got more into the Spider-Verse spec. Yo, I'm beginning to feel like we're in trouble. I miss playing trouble, man. That game, I haven't thought about the game trouble the pop at all. Bubble. The little pop in the middle yeah, until it. this key alert popped up on my phone. <laughs> And I, I, I panicked the other day. I was like, oh, key alert. And I swiped on it, and I checked it, and there's a photo of this game. And it's got, it's got him right here on the cover. Scarlet Spider on the cover of this board game. After we saw Ben Riley on that trouble game, it spiked 240% increased copies sold this week over previous. He's got to be in Into the Spider-Verse. Wow. And also probably why he's like just shown up and is now one of the main antagonists for the next arc of Spider-Man. Yeah, and before that, he took over the Amazing Spider-Man book. Marvel has been pushing Ben Riley, so there's got to be a reason. $100 average sales on this book. The most recent high sale was $956 for a CGC 9.8, but just a few days before that, it was $450 with a super high of $1,185. This book is all over the place, and I don't really think people know where it's going to settle. There's a lot of copies, but we all love them. 
if you enjoyed cartoons in the 90s, this is a character you're going to want his key appearances of, and this isn't the only key that we've discussed that Ben Riley is the focus of because of spec. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. We need your support. Join us on Whatnot all weekend. We are repping here in Seattle. I'm hosting it with all my buddies. Come join multiple streams. We got Gem Mint. We got... Russ the Comic Sensei, Fire Guy Ryan is obviously here, Comic Pops, Nate made it, Davis Ryder is going to be here. Come join us, the link in the description for everybody, and hit him with number one. I got to say, I'm not too surprised uh, at number one right now. It's my favorite book right now, too, so I, I love seeing it here on this list. Uh, I don't know how Russ feels about you know talking about this book over and over and over again. I like seeing it here on the list. We're talking about 8 Billion Genies, number one. Oh my gosh, I, I think the writers and artists of this book must have used their one wish to put this on the trending list every single week. We've been talking about this since May when it first came out. We were seeing $10, $15 when it first came out. Now, $30 average sales, and we finally have CGC 9.8s to report on. A high sale of $189 for a CGC 9.8. There's only 47 on the census this moment, and there are many, many more to come. I expect that price to come down. Well, especially after Bleeding Cool ran their article, we actually don't have Comicron anymore updating prices in the industry. That's where most of us got a projection of print counts on ongoing comic books. But Bleeding Cool reported that issue one and other variants and other reprints totaled up a tally of 70,000 copies so far for this brand new independent comic book that's already been optioned and supposedly a universe being formed. And that means multiple projects in development. So after that Bleeding Cool article, sales of this book jumped uh, by 118% compared to last week. With the number 70,000 being floated around, and CGC has now confirmed that their turnaround is only 35 days, we are absolutely going to see more of them. If you're excited about this book, get on it, get some copies, but really don't overpay. And we're already halfway done with this run, too. It's just an eight-issue miniseries for 8 Billion Genies. Issue 4 just dropped last week. Either way, I'm going to be sad when the series is over because it's, it's my favorite book right now. It's a lot of fun. I think you should read it however you can. Mm -hmm. no, I'm definitely digging the book. Eight billion genies giving a wish to eight billion humans, checking in after eight seconds, eight minutes, eight days, eight months, and the world is getting crazy. And Ryan, you got to read issue four, man. They're unraveling so much of this world and this universe. It's awesome. I've been doing so many Comic-Cons, man. i got to get home and read my stack. <laughs> we want to hear what you're reading in the comment section below. We appreciate your time today, comic fam. As always, geek responsibly and stay minty fresh. Ooh, enough said. said.